fox fox bodies? Is that a fox body behind you? This like is a fox. Well, look, clarity, fox Mustang. The fox body was never mentioned by Ford. That's an it was issue. just fox. Mm-hmm. So so as an OG, that body makes me cringe. Caveat: I do catch myself using it every once. <laughs> That's just to communicate to people because they when I say fox, they're like, huh? <laughs> "Where's the body?" Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. I'm KJ. And this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Uh, tonight, we're still socially distanced. It's literally the only way we can record the show. I'm in the Midwest. Ross is in the Northeast. And KJ is all the way on the West Coast. So we, we're back to full time zones. My mm-hmm. other computer's still open. i got to close that. Sorry. <laughs> to the yeah, audio listener, time. that didn't bother you at all. But it was going to bug me when I post the video later. So <laughs> welcome, KJ. Thank <laughs> you. Welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. So the news this week kind of wasn't. There's no news. There's no news. King of the Hammers is happening. So, so King of the Hammers has happened. happened. Yes. By the time <laughs> you're listening to this, Hammers right. will have already concluded. I have figured out that being a podcast producer means I'm basically a time lord because I have to always think about like <laughs> when the show will air and that's how we should talk about yeah. it on the show. Right. Try being a magazine editor. Right. Like, oh, that's, your we, lead times are even farther. Yeah, we, we dabble in like the short lead time stuff, you know, with some of the embargoes and press releases, but usually we're getting that information like 12 hours before we write something or record. It's not like, you know, writing a February mag that <laughs> and you have all the info in, in november right so anyways tell us about what you've driven lately what have i driven lately so grand wagoneer, i haven't, I haven't driven yeah. anything they don't grand get me too far away uh i had the series two obsidian grand wagoneer which went away on monday wow it was Is that the longest name for one uh no, technically series three <laughs> well uh Series series two of two four by four obsidian. Yeah. So I think the base was like 94, and this one was optioned to 109. So big so a house. You, uh, you, you yeah, drove a house. Not in Connecticut, but maybe or anywhere <laughs> not, anymore. It was the size of the house of the house, too. You know, the thing's enormous. It looks great from the front, doesn't look so great from the back. The interior is spectacular, and it's got six four, which is you know the shining star. Uh, aside from the Macintosh stereo. So yeah, wrote some words about it. That's on UTV driver. What day? Well, speaking of time lording, it, it'll have been live for two weeks by the time the show posted. <laughs> but it was a nice rig. You know, it, it gets a lot of stares from pretty much everybody in a suburban or in, a, you know, like an explorer. Did so. you park it next to any full-size pickup trucks? I want to say no. Okay. Why? Well, I, and I, you'll have to stop me if I've already told this on the, on the podcast. It's like, I, I saw one in town. Like I saw one drive across the, the main thoroughfare down here near me. And as it went by, uh, a lifted F-150 was right behind it. And just in front of it was a Toyota Crew Max with the short bed. And all of a sudden, it didn't really look like a massive Jeep anymore. It just kind of looked like a regular SUV. Like it, I so, know it's huge for, uh, can we call it a Jeep? 
Like it's it, sort of. <laughs> I think Jeep would would expect you to call it a Jeep. Well, they they just well, it doesn't say Jeep anywhere on it though. It says Jeep in one place on the entire vehicle, and that is it's it, it's like a stamp into the, the side of the tail light. <laughs> you literally can't see it unless you're looking for it. It's not backlit or anything. It's just like a, it's maybe two inches long by like an inch high. That's the okay. only place it says Jeep. Otherwise, it says Wagoneer up front and Grand Wagoneer out back. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's 214 inches long, which by Jeep standards is enormous. But by Suburban or Escalade, you know, or even like you think Excursion, you know, the Excursion dwarfs this thing. But, isn't you know, it's nice. Um, I averaged 11.7 miles per gallon, which admittedly was you know a lot of idling just because of taking pictures and it was like i think it was 12 degrees with a wind chill of negative five when i was taking pictures so i just let it idle <laughs> i don't usually do that um but yeah so that left on monday and well, oh, yesterday come on and was replaced by the jaguar f-pace svr which makes a nice noise uh it's the loudest factory that's it yeah that's that's the only place on the vehicle where it says Jeep, except I think when you start it, it flashes it on the cage cluster. But yeah, you know, that went away and was, and the Jaguar is just like the opposite. You know, it's, it's smaller than you think it is. And it's just, it's so rowdy and it has a presence completely for the opposite reason. You said F pace, correct? F pace SVR. So 550 horsepower, supercharged five liter. And uh, bluish? Very, very blue. $4,500 paint blue. Ooh. Like the only option on this thing is uh, is, is paint. Uh, but it's, you know, I've only put like 10 miles on it. I am it, mad Googling. Stupid <laughs> loud. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I remember when the F type came out. And all the journalists were driving in California. I can't remember for the life of me who it was, but a couple of people got pulled over because the, yeah, that's, that's, that very well could be the one that's parked four feet away from me right now. Um, but a bunch of journalists got pulled over because the exhaust, the stock exhaust on the F-Type was so loud. And this is the same engine and it, it's unbelievably loud, but it, you know, sounds great. Does it does cool. it still have the P zeros on it? Is that what you're no, driving right now in winter? It has, okay, it has winter tires on it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and uh, allegedly will do a four wheel burnout in first gear from a 15 mile wow. per hour roll. Allegedly, allegedly, Ross, you'll find out and let us know. I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah somebody told you know they've just relayed that news. Did you did you see someone on the street do that? Same car, going same blue one, really allegedly. Oh, <laughs> so I'm gonna drive it up. I'm gonna put probably like 250 miles on it this weekend. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's fun. It's it blue. It's blue. And yeah, other than that, the only bit of news that I have is the Lexus. So KJ, just to fill you in, I have a, a GX 460 mm -hmm. that is currently being. Uh, some would say modified, and some would say fucked but crucified it, yeah so lift bumper wheels tires winch all that stuff is in process right now really yeah bumper. interesting oh, yep. wheels is what i left off my list in the show notes it's gonna be what's fun. the what's the end play once it's done where are you going the end play, so it's 
the ATV rider, ETV driver, uh, like do it all tow rig and off-roader project. So the goal is daily driver that I can also take to the trail and off-road in comfort and also hook up a trailer and tow 6,000 pounds without any kind of worry. Wow. Good luck, man. That's, that's everybody. That's everybody's pie in the sky is daily driver. First thing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's why I started there and and not with anything else. So good luck, dude. Thank you. So that's all I got. I'm trying to get to your image that you sent me. Which one? The, oh, the one man. when you dropped it off. There it is. Get it. Get it. <laughs> all right. It was a, it was a real life Tetris trying to squeeze all the stuff into the back of that truck. I was expecting it to be a lot easier of fit, but it was uh, not great visibility out the back when I went to drop it off. There it is. So that's the shot. Okay. Yep. Looking so very go up. How, how, how big is the lift? How much lift do you put on? So it's, it's a two to three. So it's the Iron Man foam salt pro kit. So it's two to three. You can set it anywhere between two and three. Uh, the goal is to just have it level, have no rake at all. Right. And, it, you know, it depends on exactly where the bumper, the bumper and the winch cause it to settle. Huh. So we'll see. It's probably about four or five inches taller than it is in this picture so by the time it's done. We had all that conversation about winching. And I still, I'm still like, I still don't really want to put one on the Suburban. But now we have 10 to 15 inches of snow predicted in the next 24 hours. Part of me is kind of being like, I should have put a winch on it. Yeah, but you've seen the options for the. Yeah, I hate all of the winch bumpers. Oh, the bumpers none of them are good. So bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like pay somebody to fab one yeah. and make it nice. Don't you hate that when, when the aftermarket and what year is your suburban? A 2017, which is the oh, worst it's a part. New suburban, yeah. Yeah, okay. like <laughs> there's good. I mean, on the other side of it, you know, most of the the older rigs and stuff, the the aftermarket is run away from them, and they don't cover or have any type of anything that, that quote unquote looks good you know and right about a 17 suburban and no aftermarket bumper that looks good it, it happens to the best of us man you know it, just it, somebody to make something cool it's like if i went back to like from like 07 to 13 there's i feel like there's more available right now um i was trying to find i did see a sweet gmc suburban the other day on cars and bids oh boy and it was a come and swapped nice oh wow and it was great and that like hell yeah and it's a 2500 too so it was a 2500 come uh 6bt cummins so that's how many valves 12 24 the 12 valve cummins uh, oh okay um I, <laughs> i guess i guess knee jerk would be it'd be cooler if there was a newer engine and a newer right. but that's yeah. that's pretty cool yeah he did he did it on the uh on a budget i think he got right it from a, a 1990 dodge ram military airport tug oh boy oh wow so it well, had only done like eleven thousand miles oh wow probably a lot of idling yeah right that's pretty cool you guys you've seen the duraburb conversions where people throw the 6.6 turbo diesel Duramax yes. uh, Suburban yeah. 2500. That's that's a business case right there. Yeah, <laughs> there's an outfit that does those. Um, I've seen a couple of different shows and everything, and I don't know the name of the 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 guys that do that or the outfit that does that, but I mean, very clean. I, I've seen them that look like they were placed in there from the factory, and we know mm-hmm. that they were. It's very. How do you? What is like running that can you do carb on that do you have to run it through 
Oh, um, I believe across the board, um, that type of thing would have to go to a referee or be inspected and approved, if you will, just because of, uh, let's say you're using a later model truck. You know what I mean? I, I think at the end of the day, most of that stuff, you're, you're good if you're putting it in anything old. You know, mm -hmm. When I say anything old, that's still, uh, I believe it's pre-73 or pre-74. Um, after that, you're, it's, even though it's an old vehicle, you still have to deal with, uh, with um, inspections and having it, uh, having it legal. It looks like some of these are the same body style that I, or the same generation as my 17. <clears throat> what, the Durburbs? Yeah. Yeah, I remember they were doing that on the 800, GMT 800 trucks. And they were, they were pretty cool. Oh, man, come on. Google's failing me right now. So, anyways, Chris, do you want to talk about your John Deere towing experience? Or? I did. <laughs> of course, I didn't prep my own photos. Oh, why, why would I? Why would I not have pulled up my own photos to quickly produce the show? But so I, I wrote an article for UTV Driver. I did a tire review. Um, I, I got a, a, a set of Vredestein, yeah, Vredestein Pinza. P-I-N-Z-A, A-T's. Um, it's kind of a less aggressive all-terrain tire. Um, and I put them on the Suburban because I wanted I wanted an all-terrain tire, but I've had KO2s. I've had um, Toyo Open Country AT3s. And they're just freaking loud. And what Ross was talking about before about daily driver and KJ was like, that's the goal, right? This is the daily. It's going to do 90% of its life running being our family sports mobile running kids to practice and tonight it takes to band concert in the sleety weather so like it's a very much less aggressive tire but it's still it's got the e-load rating um i think i've talked about them before on the show. oh you got ease i didn't realize you put ease on there yeah they're huh. they're e because they're the lt so um oh, because i went i thought you did peace no i changed i changed the width I got a 275 instead of a 265. And the only mm -hmm. way, the only tire I could get was an LT then hmm. once I, once I went to that width. And so okay. I've been super happy with them. I've driven to Colorado out and back. They were super quiet on the interstate. And then they're the triple peak snowflake rated uh, tire. And so like we immediately drove into snow in Colorado. They handled that. We're going to see how they do tomorrow with 10 inches of snow on the ground. But like hmm. I, I drug this John Deere Gator around for a little bit to, to take photos with for the, for the tire review and had an absolute blast with it and then of course because i had kids with me uh eventually we put the kid in the driver's seat of the <laughs> as you do we put him in the driver's seat of the gator and he just drove off like, like no <laughs> freedom we're, we're, <laughs> like we're going to the left and he was like bye i'm out like and he just drove off and i was like oh well he'll come back eventually <laughs> <That's> like, <awesome. laughs> but on a dirt road like where's he gonna go yeah. um but actually like it wasn't so much about the tire while we were out there. I, I hadn't had the Suburban in anything other than like a dirt road. And uh, we went out to my buddy's farm about two hours west of here. And so like, it, it was dirt. Like it wasn't anything fancy. We weren't doing anything crazy. And it seemed to handle everything just fine. I even got it flexed out a little bit on some of the, some of the, the gnarlier i was like i just like i don't flex anything ever and this isn't anything impressive like i know it's not 
gonna be amazing. But like he's articulating a little. Yeah. yeah. But that that front air dam is the worst thing ever. I'm probably oh, yeah. just, I I I don't want to just out and out rip it off because again, how many of the percentage of its lifetime on road with better MPGs? Like it's it's gonna be higher. But at the same time, like some of the gnarlier sections we went through, none of the side steps steps were hitting on anything. I didn't feel uh, there were some fairly some places where the breakover angle should have failed me. Like I should have had tires. Should have had tires down the hill on either side. I should have drug, right? And it never did. Um, and so it, it kind of gave me a little more confidence in it for, for being the, the fancy trim and, and all of that. Um, it was kind of nice, actually. I didn't, I didn't expect it to do as well as it did. Um, but I now, was... instead of like out and out lift, I might just go level kit with a spacer in the rear and just call it good. Uh, and I think it's like 2.5 in the front and one in the rear and... Mm. We'll just leave it. We'll we'll let it go. Uh, say, yeah, I need more tire. Probably. Right, exactly. Then you so. need two eighty fives. Yeah, that's how that goes. <laughs> and, uh, that, can we get thirty fives? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I know you can fit two eighty fives on a stock suburban. Well, that's well, two eighty fives were on it before because that's what it. The uh, the premier but wheel. What was the ratio? Fifty or fifty five? Two eighty five, fifty five, twenty two. Yeah, I'd rubber bands yeah. for tires. I don't want those. Yeah. I, I love the sidewall I have on these. I'm actually very, very happy with it. it but it it's gonna lead me hopefully to my next thing that I pitch UTV driver. Um, and nothing reaffirmed it more than my ten year old being out there with me uh, yesterday. He was like, "Can we go do that again?" Because he just wants to, he wants to get back behind the wheel or something, and so side-by-sides are kind of the the place where it's easiest to stick a kid other than like a go-kart mm-hmm. so uh and they have youth-sized side-by-sides you. so oh, there you go. i probably do. won't let him ride an atv just because i have a pediatric nurse for a mother who was told <laughs> me she would murder me if i let my kid get hurt on one of those and i actually my <laughs> oldest my oldest son right before baseball season started had a friend riding on a quad the other kid turned real sharp and rolled the quad and broke that kid's femur who was riding on the back and he didn't nice. play baseball all summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so gosh. we'll probably go side by side versus quads. Um, but yeah, I it was kind of nice. We we did it all super fast. It was out and back, quick, dirty trip. Got it back in time for football just to be ready to be disappointed. So good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, what's uh? This one I KJ's yeah. got more fun stuff. So KJ does have more fun stuff. So he just got back from a trip. Yes. He just got back. Yes. Yeah. yes. So yes. KJ, before we dive in for the listeners, why don't you give us uh, your <clears throat> pitch of your, of what you've done and, and where you are now? What? Okay. What I've done. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, what's your, the quick and dirty of your resume. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess, um, you know, to the quote unquote, make a long story short, I've done, I've done a lot. And, and I surprised myself with everything that I guess I've done and uh, what's now going on 20, 24 years of doing this first as freelance, but 18 years uh, as a staff person um, with what's now the Motor Trend group, uh, several other companies owned it prior, but it's now Motor Trend. And Coming up on my 18th year with the company, um, again, collective freelance about 24 years, and I've done a lot. I've, I've, I've done some really 
cool things that I think people have probably seen and followed in the various magazines I've worked on. And now um, in the online space, doing doing more of the same, just keeping things moving. But it, it's almost impossible to highlight just one thing. So I've got a lot yeah. of stuff. And, uh, and trust me, I really surprise myself with the things like that. That's good. No, that you're, it's always good when you can, uh, even if, even if uh, proud isn't the word, then surprise is a Yeah, a good it's, it's, it's surprise because um, when you look back at, at, let's just say ground zero, when you first get started, doing what I've done and what I'm doing now wasn't in the script at all. <laughs> we 100% understand that. <laughs> so you didn't set out 18 years ago trying to go to the 2022 Tundra launch? There it is. I didn't know what a 2022 Tundra launch would be. You know what I mean? It's uh, None of this was prescribed. It's just a uh, good fortune and definitely hard work. I won't, you know, it's uh, work ethic instilled in me a long time ago. Um, <laughs> from day one basically and you just keep grinding and doing your thing and and ultimately good things good things hopefully will happen i've just been i've been fortunate no yeah i mean keeping at it is you know certainly the driving force to throw the pun of all puns out there but so yeah so you've been up to some fun stuff lately um do you want to talk about the Mustang behind you first, or do you want to talk about the Tundra first? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, what do you want to hear about first? Let me let me talk about the Mustang behind me, and I hope that Please. I was thinking about it. I hope this is a good set to use, you know, as far as oh yeah, talking to you guys. But the Mustang behind me, and excuse the 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 discoloration here. This <laughs> black. There should be headlights here. I had a front end accident. It's a front okay. accident for me, and a rear end accident for the car I hit. So got torn up. Um, oh. I ended up fixing the, uh, the other guy's car and the process of fixing someone else's car at a, at a large sum puts, puts your car uh, somewhat on a stall. So we managed to get everything straightened and put, that, put back together as far as the pieces. But, you know, obviously there's no, uh, no black shot on it anymore. But this was a Mustang and Super Ford's project car, one of the first cars that I built when I got on 5.0 back in 2006. I got on the magazine in 2005 and the next year I jumped into a project car. And that was this one that involved taking it down to absolute nothing and completely rebuilding it uh, oh. in, outside of, so there you go. There, there, there's how she started. Yes, she's. That's, that was the beginning. And that was uh, immediately after that photo, my wife asking, what are you gonna do with that thing? <laughs> that's how it always starts. And oh my God, what, that's a that's what it was before the accident so uh i'm hoping that um in time it right now is it's the ultimate uh garage find if you will um people ask about it the people that follow the magazine they know about the car they ask about it all the time when they see me or i get contacts through social media do you still have that t-top car do you still have and i do still have it um right now it's not going anywhere it's just uh a matter of time and and what's the other what's the other part of that equation time and money time and yep. money if only time us car guys had unlimited time and money it would be well i i try yeah. lotteries every once in a while to try to get <laughs> money and it doesn't work out but trust me if it ever does ever <laughs> remember that photo yeah. you just showed it'll look like yeah. so what's under the hood there 
Uh, right now, it's a 352-inch small block Ford. 352 is a, a very weird engine um, mathematic that my engine builder came up with after I broke it two times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I broke so it twice and came up with 352, and that's probably <laughs> the last cut that it could take. It's an 8.2 deck 302. It's not mm-hmm. one based engine. Uh, oh. so Axon Novi 2500, intercooled with a Vortec Igloo, water to air intercooler, makes just about a thousand horsepower at the feet and 780 pounds of torque. And it weighs, what, like 26, oh, it's 27? A it's no, a tank? No, sir. It's a tank. It's really? got a full interior. It's got a big speaker box in the back. It's, <laughs> it was a show, a show and go car, legit. A show. Yeah. I ran nine seconds. Oh, um, shit. On a drag radio, on a street street tire, basically, um, and it weighs with me in it, in my in my in my felt trim, <laughs> thirty. <laughs> so it's it's a tank. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's heavy. Dude, that's so great. <laughs> Sounds like it can uh, it can actually power down though, which. Oh yeah, it, it gets the it gets the power down. We figured out how to get the power down. The suspension is really. You know, once you get those bugs and tricks worked out, it, it, it runs really hard. It's not IRS, is it? It's, it's still. No, no, no. It's solid. Solid. It's got a nine inch rear and mm-hmm. um, then just uh, tubular stuff up front. Man, those nine, the nine inch Ford rears have made their way into everything. Like, oh, yeah. You go to an old I mean, trucks and, even. Yeah. On a Saturday, like most of the XJs that are wheeling, you know, blues and blacks probably have Ford nine inch rears. <laughs> you know. Proving themselves as. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can break pretty much anything because power or torque is going to find the weak link. But for the yes. for the long run, they really are a, a very stout, uh, stout differential, stout rear end. So what have been some of your favorite builds that you've done over the years? Because you've been party Oof. between the five liter world and, and diesel power. You've been around some pretty, uh, pretty diverse, oh, yeah. pretty wild stuff. There's been some cool stuff. Of course, um, Mustang, there's been more Mustangs that I've been personally involved with building or just cars that I've seen, you know, other enthusiasts have put together. It shows them some really standout cars. Um, on the truck side, uh, man, it's, it's almost like I don't want to say one because somebody else is going to get pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a truck guy's offended that no no, no. yeah <laughs> right but um there's there's been some really really cool ones and i mean take mine out of the equation uh for the moment i've just been kind of piddling on my own truck uh over the last eight years that i've been involved there it is that's that's blue magic now formerly big white <laughs> blue magic uh in this current state and that's been a little labor of love i picked it up in 2005 as just a cream puff dually that we bought from a couple up in Santa Maria, low miles and 7.3 power stroke diesel Ford engine. And uh, it's just been one of those deals where they say you keep those seven threes and and they'll run forever. And that's proving itself is sort of true. And honestly, given what I do and being able to play with new trucks and, and drive new trucks all the time and and lust after them, I can't do that $90,000 ticket. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. Um, we just figured we'd go at trying to make this one as good as it can be. And part of it was this cosmetic deal where you take a plain white truck and kind of spruce it up with a newish color, the matte and the metallic and stuff, and then relight it and clean it up. Just really a spruce up and mechanically she's solid. It looks good. Is it? 
it's hard to make out what kind of blue that is. Is that like the what is Ford's like performance blue that they have like on the Raptor? Or well, the GT. Uh, Sonic similar. One of the blues. Um, what it was like called? I'm True. not sure their 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 latest blue uh, color, but that's not Ford per se. That was my my vinyl guy just giving me um, his uh, his his color book and saying pick one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was great. Thank is you. uh is the seven three stock or is it? No, it's hopped up. Uh, it's got ATS <laughs> diesel performance. To, yeah, who who had stock? <laughs> As you do. As you do. <laughs> Fair. Uh, ATS diesel performance turbocharger on it. The fuel system's upgraded. Um, uh, it's got bigger injectors in it, DDP injectors, uh, big pump and air dog pump. So, I mean, it's set up to, to do as good as it can as uh, a, a unmodified internally engine. It is a stock mm -hmm. internal engine with 180,000 miles on it. So, I mean, that's something to be concerned of, but we're just below the 500 horsepower uh, threshold for for these engines and it makes just about 800 pound feet of torque that's healthy yes indeed. that's healthy yeah that's uh that's yeah that's right at that threshold before like you start worrying about some old stuff underneath going yeah mm. yeah and i really don't don't want that um getting into another engine probably wouldn't be too difficult but it it, it runs good you know there's really, really no reason to to push that envelope there's this mm. what the limits are of a 7.3 so i'll just leave it at that yeah and you have enough this catastrophe and i've blown up <laughs> before so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you have enough enough other stuff to play with but correct experience blowing is. things up is uh is another way to look at it yep that's when it was big white and that's the rendering there that the vinyl guy put together for me and finished uh, <laughs> yeah, I, re I really like that blue that's on. nice Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I may have been considering wrapping the Suburban the other day. Oh, it's a good play. Um, yeah. It's a good play, and I'll let you know why I did it. Uh, I, I wrapped instead of painted because um, why this tr this car here isn't painted. I'm, I'm a little particular. Okay, I'll own that. And I <clears throat> really was concerned about the car looking like it it did before the accident with my truck. Well, I didn't want um, SEMA, no paint or anything like that. Right. And I really was talking about just reshooting it white, not even changing the color. Um, well, I didn't want SEMA. I still wanted a, a quality paint job, you know, something that if I invested in it and put the paint on it, there wouldn't be runners. It'd just be good. And it would be something that lasted. And when I went to uh, two different painters, quality that would have done a good job, my quotes were between twelve and fifteen thousand dollars. I was good. I was gonna say twelve, <laughs> and I was. I actually thought I was gonna be low. I thought that was gonna be a midwest oh, price man. is where my estimate yeah. was gonna be. I mean, in all fairness, that is a lot of paint that they. It's a lot of paint. It I, it, it, it's a lot of paint, and 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 it's not like oh you know come on man that's too high. I totally get it. It's just yeah. I, I'm not putting. I wasn't of that investment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, in, in talking to the guys that do uh, my vinyl longtime friends uh, at Race Skins, Michael and Terrell Smith, uh, they said, well, look, you can wrap it and come in much, much lower than 12K, much lower, much lower than 15K. You can wrap it out the door for about 35, 4,000 and 
you don't like it, you have an accent, whatever have you, peel it off, put another piece on, you get tired of the blue, we'll, we'll make it another color. We'll just right. put another color on it. So uh, right now, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Uh, the durability, of course, is a concern here in Southern California with um, scorching hot temperature and, and hard sun and that type of thing. So uh, the plan is to keep it covered and just try to keep it clean and, and protected and uh, the forecast is for about seven years if you take care of it. So I'm really, gonna, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. So, so we we had some friends on recently that uh, they run overland and, and adventure rallies, and we were talking about bringing my full size suburban, and they were like, "Homie, you should not. It is going to get so scraped up." And I was like, "Well, what if I wrapped it? Huh? If I had a wrap on it, then maybe I don't care quite as much as that branch." Runs by. No, and, and and really get tricky with it, you know. Just clear wrap it. Huh. Who knows? You know what I mean? Clear three M clear. Yeah, you can yeah. Do that. clear wrap it and and yeah. get scratched up. And it's like, oh, your truck's ruined. Like, not so fast, but thing <laughs> is, that's not going to make the suburban any narrower. No, no, no. The, the scratches are still going to be there. So little scratches and dents are. Uh, there's a fine line. But but no, yeah, like. <sighs> Big truck on small trails still does not end well for it, metal. On, I'm, on I'm trying to do the mental math, Ross, of like, <laughs> do I wrap it or go try to find a trail rig for 3,500 bucks? Like, I feel like the wrap oh, is the better investment. See? Yeah, yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm a definitely uh, uh, an advocate for wrap now after doing what I've done and experiencing the process. As long as there are caveats, you have to have someone someone legit do it let's yeah. put it that way um you know i don't not, i don't want to diy that slap vinyl but you mm -hmm. know you don't want to diy it and someone who's really got experience with it uh do your research if you do go for it that's for anybody watching this if you're going to wrap a vehicle do your research with the installer they're called installers and um see what what type of work they've done etc cetera, etc cetera, and that that helps you uh in the process for sure that is, that is also a rabbit hole of Instagram videos that I can go down and just watch a people wrap stuff of how fast they do it and how well they do it. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's Big almost, money to do it's it almost right. uh, relaxing watching someone do that. Who's good at it. <laughs> An artist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sends my OCD into a tizzy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have OCD. I have OCD. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's why that's why he pointed out the fact that it's bothering him that that front behind him is not black. Oh yes. man, this is this has been I mean honestly that's been one of the things about bringing the car out. I've got buddies, you know, I'll bring the car out, just throw some lights in it, you know, and and, and bring it out. It's it's ready to go, but uh it's not the right color. The car that and and it's not a matter of uh yeah, I'm proud of it, let's put it that way, but it doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't make me move, but you know, it's been in show the first show that it was at. And I reluctantly went to this show. It won first place. It was, it was a really, it was a really nice uh, uh, finished product. And I, and I was, and I still am very proud of it because me and uh, my very good friend, Saul Gutierrez and other people contributed uh, and made it what it was. And, and for a long time, it was in the Fox Mustang space um iconic i guess you know through the magazine a lot of people knew about it and a lot of people just couldn't believe that first and foremost that it even existed it's a coupe with t-tops and people thought that that was you know something that was impossible but yet i had one i found one and i, and I had one so 
<clears throat> it's one of those deals where when um, I was going to get it painted and the guy who actually did shoot it, um, he ended up having a setback. Let's put it that way. And I was just uptight about him doing it. And then, you know, someone else doing it, respect to them and maybe they can paint, but I'd be the guy that says, oh God, it doesn't match. <laughs> <laughs> and then you stuck looking at that forever. Yeah. That's OCD, my friend. Mm, <laughs> that is the truth. So yeah, that's the truth. It's, it's been like this for a minute and I flirted with, and we're talking about rapping, uh, taking it to my guys and having them just wrap it and, and, and that. So we'll, we'll see, but again, time and money. And quite frankly, when I had to fix the car that I hit, that was, it took a little juice out of me. There's no question about it. You know, I paid a lot of money to get that guy's car fixed and we're good. And it was all, you know, everything is lovely, but that took a lot of energy because, you know, mental energy, because that <laughs> was the same money that I could, you know, <laughs> yep. to fix your own car. Yeah. Yeah. The, the come, the comeback is hard guys. <laughs> There's only so many resources, whether it's brain yeah. power or uh, bank account power. And honestly, um, this all happened as I transitioned from 5.0, which was closed. I was transitioning into diesel power and going in the truck and the learning, the learning curve about trucks and about diesels uh, was something that I had to really put my, uh, my focus on because I was, I was running the magazine, you know, so I had to really jump in that and, and be all in and not be able to think about this car and doing stuff with this car. So that's also been a part of why it's been sitting so long. Makes sense. So having been in and around the diesel world for a, a stint, at least, mm -hmm. any thoughts on where diesel goes from here for the U.S.? You know, because the, the last 10 years have been the roller coaster of all the roller coasters for, oh, yeah. for diesels. Yeah. And we can, you know, thank Volkswagen and co for, for the, most of that. But, you know, we've also seen a, a huge increase in diesel availability on the pickup side of things. And even in some of the SUVs, you know, with GM's three liter and, and some of the other options, but, you know, and Land Rover was doing a, a small diesel. So any, uh, any thoughts or guesses as to what comes next? Um, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping that my, my theory is that diesel, despite what's happening right now, diesel sustain. One of the things that I've always thought about uh, this as it's been happening is uh, like um, in Law and Order, Lenny Briscoe, the detective in Law and Order, one of the things he always said was follow the money. And when you think about this from a revenue standpoint and you think about commerce and you think about all the money that's involved, uh, involved around vehicles, be it trains, be it trucks uh, or whatever, ships, that, that move with diesel, mm. uh, it's hard for me to just call or jump into, it will, it'll be gone forever. One day, one day, maybe, and that would, I, I'm forecasting long after I'm gone and maybe a lot of other people are gone and Probably. in a, a George Jetson world, you know what I'm saying? But uh, in the modern space, I'm still of reluctance to, to say, despite, what the manufacturers are doing and bringing EV in. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm okay with EV. I think EV is really uh, coming on as, as, as a good thing. And yes, KJ Jones said that. I think 
coming on as, on as a good thing. But um, I don't think diesel will just go away. And then when you think about like this Toyota that I just experienced, uh, the Tundra and the uh, iForce Max hybrid system, you know, that's it's hybrid gas, but I don't see why hybrid diesel uh, shouldn't be some couldn't be something that could that could come about. I mean, it's been out there in in some phases, but to put it into modern uh, truck and vehicle platforms, I don't, I you know, I'm not an engineer now, don't, mm-hmm. but I, I think that that could probably be be looked at and, um, and somebody will come up with it. It should Isn't, come up with it. Aren't a lot of the city buses hybrid diesel well, city buses, electric hybrids? Electric hybrid. Um, I don't know if it's diesel. Well, I guess it would be diesel because yeah. that was what they ran on prior to hybrid conversion. But see here in Los Angeles, you're getting a mixed bag of everything. You got a lot of CNG. You know what I that's, mean? That's what I was gonna say. Ours are though. Yeah, we don't. We have a lot of CNG. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't seen that, but I wouldn't uh, doubt that that's possible or probably out <laughs> there somewhere. I'm not familiar with it personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean that really does seem like the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from an economy standpoint, you know, you kind of, they're kind of raving about um, what the Toyota does. I believe it's like 19, 1920, 1921, 20, 21, 20, right. 1921, 20. That's fuel economy for those. And that's, that's really good. Don't get me wrong. That's really good. But when you think about diesel economy going in, you know, Mm. how much better can it be? Yeah, I mean, part of it is how much weight did they add with the battery packs on this, but also part yeah. of it is like, I mean, you know, the Cummins guys always talk about getting 25 unloaded on the highway. It's mm-hmm. like that truck weighs more than this thing. So is it an uphill battle being fought for the sake of fighting the battle or is there, you know, something really else that's, you know, there's, a big break-even point in the environmental aspect too between well I see you're about to jump off a pier right there Ross you were yeah dude you had your you had your toes on the edge of that pier just now son bite my tongue (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll save it for uh off the record (laughs) dude I was still googling diesel hybrids I didn't even get to hear it (laughs) (laughs) he knows what he said (laughs) no I mean everything's so convoluted because the fallout with diesel was really the emission scandal. And at the same time, as we dive further and further into the EV world, everybody's beginning to at least talk about, you know, what kind of, how hard on the earth is creating the battery backs. And, you know, it's one of those like moving target things where nobody's really ever going to be able to put all of this into excel and come up with a formula yeah that was was one of those studies remember i think we i think we definitely talked about on the show that i read from Mm -hmm. god it was back east it might have been like a something institute it was not mit but it was it was something in mass but they were talking about battery cycles and then battery cycles with virgin batteries versus battery cycles with uh, recycled components and the recycled components ended up lasting 50 percent longer before they saw the 30% decrease that the virgin cycles were having. So mm-hmm. these were getting 700 cycles. These were getting 1400 cycles before this. So in the long run, it might be that actually the recycle components are better for it. So right. it's just, uh, there's too many unknowns still. Too many yeah. Unknowns. There's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns and we don't have, <clears throat> pardon me. We don't have a real uh, scope on when those unknowns will be sorted out. 
<clears throat> pardon me. Um, but as I said, I think that people like me, you, and Chris Ross, I think we need to be cognizant of, of money and, and, and revenue in this. And the, and the other thing is it's a buzz term now, but it is development of in, in, infrastructure that will yes. support trucks or cars or whatever they plan to have on the road and mass in the next uh, 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like a, a slow trickle from where I sit and what I'm watching. Um, if there's some type of boom where there are charging areas and facilities on every corner and in every garage or whatever, more power to it. But right now it's happening, but it's not happening at a fast enough rate, I don't think, to support the production and the sale of the vehicle. So, you know, at, at, at some point, some, somebody's going to lose in this. I kind of, I kind of feel like the, uh, oh, I can't think of the, the computer law right now. What's the, there's a computer law where processors get twice as fast, half as much oh. every 18 months. And I can't remember what the name of that law right now. It was about microchips. It was like right. It was about, much. it was about processing power, but like, I feel like for kids from like the, the seventies, the eighties and nineties, we, we saw the tech. Moore's law. Sorry. Say it again. More. M-O-R-E. Yeah. yeah. We, we saw technology jump so fast from the eighties to like the year 2000. And then from 2000 to 20, 22 now it's gone even faster and so like in our heads this stuff should be here already like these problems should have been so, like but you're right it like we don't have the infrastructure yet to support all of this we're gonna have to slow play it because we're taking systems that weren't ready to change oh and asking Dude, them to change California, man, you know, and, and you've heard this array It's not anything that I'm, I'm coming up with uh, off the top of my head, but when the massive summer of a hundred plus degree week starts happening and mm. they're running like crazy. And this happens every year, you yep. know, <laughs> and, right. and, and hey, can, you, yeah. can you turn your AC off? Can you just be dark for a few hours when the power <clears throat> can be asking you to do that? Yeah. going to have electric vehicles running around, you know, or you think right. you are, uh-uh. <laughs> no, they're not turning you're not turning the car off just because they asked you to. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, I saw that they're making like huge things of fake snow for the Super Bowl, and there's like a crazy drought in California right now. <laughs> they're usually like like two hundred thousand gallons of water or something, or a hundred thousand, or I can't remember exactly. Well, they right. they probably bought the water from the <clears throat> one family that owns all the water rights in right. California. There you so, go. Let's there you make go. A deal. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> let's, uh, has money. <laughs> let's let's back up a bit a bit here. So, how did you like the Tundra? So, this is the first new Tundra since. I and mean, Chris and I, we always joke about who was president the last time there was oh my a new gosh. Tundra. <laughs> not so, Obama. Not Obama. No, it was, it was before that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Was it still was George long, W. Long time. It was before that. Yeah. That's <clears> gosh. It's been a long time and it's, you know, I guess, how do you like it first and foremost from a, from a knee jerk uh, physical attraction uh, standpoint, you know, that's, that's very uh, subjective per the person looking at it. Yes, it is. Uh, for every five people that say, oh my God, and that's five or more people say that whenever there's change in anything. I've been in this business long enough and whenever there's a remodel or a a new fascia or something like that. Oh God, it looks horrible. Oh my gosh, it's mm -hmm. that and the other. And then over time, the same people that were saying it's ugly. Of course. Driveway. 
Okay. We call so, that the Subaru WRX rule. Well, in the, last, in the last six weeks, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. Always um, looks worse than the one before it. Very, very fun. subjective call there. Uh, personally, it's interesting. I We had one uh, for the um, four-wheeler pickup truck of the year evaluation, mm -hmm. and we had the TRD Pro that... It's a TRD Pro. It's a Tundra. It's it's a it's a Tundra, but to me, it didn't quote unquote look very attractive because it had the wrong wheel and tire package on it. In my opinion, okay, and it uh, was the um, the orange color, which mm -hmm. does do it for me, you know. Now go to Capstone, and the uh, the windshield white, all of the chrome on it the 22s on it, you know, it's the same truck, but it's a different truck. And that truck yeah. actually, uh, looks pretty good to me. And that's with the same fascia in place. They just put chrome on the fascia versus the, uh, the black. So one of those deals where, um, you know, the same truck can look good, good or, or, or bad, depending on, on, on the person. And, and actually, there you go, depending on the way it's trimmed out. Right. I mean, I mean, part of the problem with the TRD Pro look is the fake camo, like yeah, flare that, trim. that carbon fiber-ish camo thing. I didn't understand that either. So that kind of bothered me as well. But you know, as a truck now, it's I think it's a it's a really good good truck. And we'll talk about the the powertrain and stuff because that's really the the highlight mm -hmm. of that rig right now. But that capstone there, that was that's uh for Toyota. A good a good move because they need to get into that Denali space and the platinum, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's a void that they had for quite a quite a while. So it makes sense to 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 jump into that space with this with this truck with the the reface of the truck. Yeah, Toyota's top trim was only limited. Like they didn't have well, I guess they no, do have a platinum too. They have 17... a they have a platinum the seventeen ninety four edition. Yeah, seventeen ninety four. I forgot about platinum and I own it. Yeah. <laughs> I, have an, I, have an, oh, I have a 2008 that, uh, Sequoia Platinum too. So <laughs> that capstone trim has also made it to the new Sequoia. So yes. So I will say, finally going after the money on the yep. on the said. Tundra capstone. It has that body colored piece beneath the grill and that front lip of that that bumper down there. The TRD Pro is just blacked out completely, mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, I'm I'm lost in the void. Here. What happened? Like, yeah, like right. what happened? Right. So that breaker, yeah, that breaker piece definitely makes a difference. Because the Sequoia has that breaker piece too, and yes, I love the way the Sequoia. The looks. Sequoia looks fantastic. It looks so good. Yeah, it's tough. I don't have seventy grand to drop on one. No. <laughs> but Land Cruiser phones, I keep saying it. Anyways, so how, so, you know, the big headline for this generation of Tundra, aside from, you know, a real TRD Pro is the powertrain. So it's kind of a mild hybrid is my understanding. Yeah, I'm not sure what their um, wording they is. call it um, uh, one, it's one motor hybrid. I guess in standard hybrid sense, there are two electric motors in the system. Uh, Toyota has whittled that down to one, and basically it's like a, a donut that sits between the engine, the gas engine, and the transmission, and that's where the magic happens, if you will. It's really kind of neat the way they have it uh, set up, and then in using it and driving with it, um, very, uh, very impressive. You know, the, the gas engine is there. 
uh, and it's twin turbocharged. It's it's there when you need it. Torque comes in at about uh, is it uh, 2400 RPM somewhere like that. Okay. Torque comes in on the low side. It 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 really kind of mimics a, a diesel. It's a little dieselly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really yeah. kind of mimics a diesel the way it works. <laughs> and then uh, for your your economy, etc. You have that hybrid, you have that electric that'll come in and work when it needs to, and then go back to gas, you know, when it needs to, depending on throttle input and, and load, basically. So uh, it's it functioned very well in the driving that we did with it. It did did very, very well. And it, it, have they gotten it to be seamless, like the actual change? Yeah, there's, there's a 10 speed behind it. And um, yesterday, well, it wasn't yesterday, but this week when, or last week when I drove it, I don't even know what day it is, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. When I drove it, <laughs> when I drove it, um, the drivetrain was was pretty seamless as far as its transitions between gas and the electric um, power. You you can tell when it's happening. It's mm. not, uh, totally invisible. You can tell when it's happening, but it isn't any what was that? You know what I mean? It, it, it works. Uh, they work in unison pretty well. Interesting. So is the engine and the actual transmission, is there a physical linkage between them or is the, the electric the, uh, mechanism physically? It's physically in between. But bottom line is the transmission got moved back because this piece is in between. This uh, piece feels like where a bell housing would sit. Right. Hmm. Okay? And it's it's directly off the back of the engine, so it's on the crank in some capacity, okay. And then that is on the transmission on the other side. Huh. I need to poke through a diagram a little more. I, yeah, dude, Kinda I've been got... googling like crazy. I cannot find a diagram. I be like, come on! Every manufacturer shows a diagram of the powertrain. Like, this is all I got. So and for the, the audio that... listener, it's a shot of the engine cover because there's nothing else. The plastic engine cover. Well. <laughs> It's Since a battery Googling, cable. If you go to uh, trucktrend.com and okay. you my story on it, there is an image that I think we'll there you go. Need to see. Nice. Oh, so the, the actual physical batteries, though, live like under the batteries back sit seat. under the under the back seat. Yeah, in the, in the, okay. under the under the cab, and I believe it's in the back seat area. And then the inverter is in the engine compartment. If you look back at that engine photo, the end yep. the inverter mm. is just off to the uh, passenger side by the firewall. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. This was a big jump because that 5.7 was out, you know, had been around forever and that was thirsty engine, but it was, it was a good engine. And, you know, one of the few like million mile engines. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at this, you know, it's a a 3.5 liter V6, 583 pounds of torque, man. You know, (laughs) that's, that's pretty damn good, Ross. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, that's substantial, you know. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I mean, Chris, you got it. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> okay, no, it's it's there. I want you to see it now because I think that'll kind of clear up what you're uh, what you're asking. Yeah. I'm, is I'm it the curious. the story? Is the lead image with an airstream behind it? Yes. Okay. Ah, uh, that's how you know that it's marketing material because there's an airstream <laughs> well wait a minute that's a photo that i took that was oh yeah it's, hey it's was there that's my photo truck of the year 
That's my fault. I figured that, uh, you know, when you do stuff like this, be it magazine or online or whatever, to get someone to read it, you want to have something that's sort of compelling as far as a photo. And Toyota and all the manufacturers, when they send us uh, out on these drives, they feed us a lot of images and everything. And they're the house photos that they've taken. But, you know, let's, let's throw some, some real world in it. You know, I like to do that. So I um, basically stood in the bed of TRD Pro because I knew that someone was coming down the road with the Airstream and the, and the capstone and took that photo. Nice. I can, I can get that one. Yeah. Jumping back and forth. I know, but it's like, he's, he's talking about the good image though. So I want to get that. <laughs> uh, I, I have done that before on a press drive too, where you, I think there was an Airstream in the Sequoia capstone press photo. Yeah. Yes. Photographed by KJ Jones folks. That's <laughs> <not a> photo. <laughs> But then we can just we can just do a quick switch to this is the so that orange is the hybrid that in between. orange piece yeah mm. and it's too bad that that got cropped like that but yeah and it's actually bright orange that's not just yeah a, you know what hey, hey Chris can yeah. do we have time to pause real quick and I can I can email you a picture of that piece yeah or want it for later or something like that I can send it to you yeah absolutely like a separate shot of that uh that motor generator they call it a motor generator i want to search yeah search google for image see what comes up <laughs> see i was gonna see yeah. if i could oh google sucks <laughs> i have a whole bunch of images of transmissions and none of them are that one. <laughs> oh, you know what stand by i have it in my phone let's okay. do this motor generator how do you want it text or email uh you can throw in the email. All right, hang on just a minute. Hang on just a minute. Because you need this. Ross is curious. I am. I uh, I worked at Volvo for a couple of years in the dealership when the mild hybrids were out. So I saw a lot of the insides of these things. My, my favorite curious. part is you guys can't hear my phone exploding with all of the things that are being canceled tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chris, what, email, what email should I send it to, Chris? Uh, if you send it to the off the road again. Well, say it to me because I don't have it in this phone. Off the road again podcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, all regular spelled. Okay, I found a picture on another site of the full chassis. But it's hiding. Yeah, it hides. The <laughs> okay. All right. It's just it's on its way right now. Okay. That way you have it. Yeah. So you so you found this to be a good fit for the tundra. Yeah. Um. And and let's um, let's be clear that. My familiarity with Tundra wasn't extensive um, because I was doing diesel. So I didn't um, really get into this whole global truck space until after diesel power was shut down in 2019. So uh, Tundra there, wasn't on, on my professional radar. Right. So, there were rumors of this generation Tantra having a diesel. 
And there is one available in the global Land Cruiser. Ah, okay. Sold elsewhere since we don't get the Land Cruiser anymore. Well, that talk of a diesel and tire probably was to, to play with um, Nissan's five liter Cummins. Probably. Um, what a weird engine. Just It was a neat engine. It just, it was, it was heavy um, and might, well, Okay, see, I had my big toe on that edge just now. <laughs> uh huh. It, it didn't come through yet, but I'll be. It, I'll make sure we get it on the show. Okay. Keep All right. So, what's uh, what's coming up in your world that you're excited for? Well, I'm trucks, ex- cars. Say again. Trucks, cars. What uh, what are you looking forward to? Um, from a. A truck's perspective, um, I'm just excited about whatever comes our way now. Uh, there are some other uh, rigs I understand that might be going or should be going some facelifting and, and this, that, and the other. So I'm just excited about, you know, all of that stuff happening and being able to to play with them. What I, what I my slogan, I guess you, you could say, uh, when people ask what I do is I play with trucks, you know, and <laughs> the coolest things um ever to do so just having more and more opportunities to do that and what's really good is that um we've been through the the covid phase and etc and during that we were on like the rest of the country a severe lockdown and unable to go out and get content which for many years has been what i do uh so it's very frustrating not being able to to do the type of um coverage that I'm used to um, from tech coverage and and event coverage and all that type of thing. So now that uh, things are a little bit different and as far as, you know, viruses and all that, it's the management of it, et cetera, we're, we're, we're given some, uh, some room to breathe again and some room to move again. So I'm really excited about doing that and getting back to seeing a lot of um, friends and, and good associates and colleagues in the space, Diesel and now as I move forward in just general truck. And also, uh, as I said earlier, you know, the the EV deal, as these trucks and stuff come along, uh, I wanna be, I wanna be in that number as well. I've got a trip coming up in um, February. Actually, actually it's on Valentine's Day. It's on the love house. I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> so you you will have just completed your trip when this goes up. Yes. <laughs> 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 welcome back. <laughs> right, welcome back. Right. Okay. I just got back from. <laughs> uh, no, but in, in the EV truck space, I mean, we've had Holman and Lieberman on, and and they both, you know, we they talked rave. about the Rivian. Yeah. For, yeah, we spent like on, two shows. I mean, they were about part of an that. epic drive. You know that mm-hmm. country deal in the Rivian was. I mean, gosh, that was that's just an experience. You know, you talk about what you do in this job and the opportunities you're afforded. That was, that was purely epic to be able to do that. And on the other side of it, the truck really, it shined, it performed uh, tremendously. So uh, mm-hmm. good Caribbean. And I've seen a couple in the wild now here in SoCal and they look pretty good. That's one of those deals. Like we we're talking about Tundra, got to grow on you. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what's going on with that front end, the headlights, what's the <laughs> But you, you take a take a few breaths and and woo a little, and then you think about well, there it is, yeah. AJ Jones photo as well, I believe. It is. It is. <laughs> nice, nice ball. 
I'm working. I swear. This is how I earn money. <laughs> Troll. <laughs> just I literally, I just digitally stalk people constantly. <laughs> no, it's all good, Chris. It's all good. But no, it's a it's a grow on you deal. I think that it will grow on me. I don't, it hasn't fully just yet, but it it will probably grow on me. And then I haven't driven one yet either. So that's um, what I'm, I'm looking forward to doing at some point. I, I really like the look of their SUV, that R1S. Yeah. I think yeah, looks... the R1S is tight. Yeah, uh, that, like... that's pretty tight. I like that. And I can get all four kids in it too. Like I can just, <laughs> with the big battery. Sure. I, when they first came out, they wouldn't get off of the big battery with the uh, the third row seat. But now they'll, now they're like, no, nah, you're good. Yep. They realize so can, that that's they're going to be their biggest market. I can pack the frunk with stuff and throw kids in the back. Well, what'll be interesting to see is, uh, and I did this last October. I drove um, an electric big rig. I drove Freightliners, Skadia. Uh, Find that photo. Oh man, <laughs> that's what <laughs> Give me time. What kind of gearbox? Did it was it like just it's automatic? just a one to one automatic yeah it's just huh. automatic dude yeah it's nothing wow. nothing fancy but that in the big picture if ev really does what the um i'll call them powers that be wanted to want it to be if that can really rock and roll there you go like i said before commerce interstate travel and commerce and stuff mm-hmm. that thing is a it's a full-on class eight freightliner wow that um electric powered but you have 400 and change worth of range you know where big big trucks right now run the road and and when they're out of range they can get diesel fuel you know what i mean 400 400 and change uh, worth of range right now they're day trippers you know you go you leave the yard you make your delivery and get back to the yard so you can charge up overnight to go back out um that my opinion, this is purely my opinion, that, that won't work in the really, really big picture of our world. That's that's my my focus. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to find we'll it this time. We'll see. Eat Cascadia. Well, you can find the truck. Maybe not my photo this time, but the truck's out there, and it's, it's pretty cool. We'll see those before we see the uh, Tesla electric Cyber. semi. The semi. Yeah. Oh, damn. Sorry. It looks cool. <laughs> I didn't think it looked like this. Yeah. You're hyping it up. It looks it, like you wouldn't know it was electric. <laughs> it, well, you're right. The one that's probably movable or is actually functioning, but like the concept one looks like it came straight out of cars. Let's um, see. Okay. Let's see. Can you share? Well, I hit, went to hit right click, open and tab a new image, and I hit right click, save as, and now I got the rainbow wheel. Um, all right well oh just let me it just let me cancel it we're good here we go open image and new tab i know we're getting late ross yeah we're we're, we're pushing on time here but Uh uh-oh he's he's east coast east coast and he's got work see that there she is oh that's the truck from the opening scene of cars yes right but it's not that's their their concept that they put out so yeah it's like the electric g-wagon it's like it was gonna be the same thing just with some different lights the actual truck oh my gosh what is happening? Come on. While I'm still sharing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Uh, oh, funny. my gosh. <laughs> uh, when computers fight back. Uh, I hear I Ross saying, we get it. We get it. <laughs> I did do the large one. This is amusing. This is this is all I do during the show, if anybody's ever wondering. That one's still too small. 
Oh, good lord! 318 pixels. I know yeah. they say they're huge, and then when you actually click on them, it's like, no, it's tiny. There we go, 1400. There's, there's, there's something you can use. There. I want to see that, the, uh, that looks electric, good too. You know that they do the the Freightliner racing, where it's just the front cab. I want to see electric Freightliners race. <laughs> well, that's like um, the E. I watched the other night, E Formula One or Formula, Formula E. e. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Formula E. Yeah, same thing's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to look up how the Porsche team did. I was, we're kind of rooting for those guys. So they haven't won anything yet, I don't think. Well, Acura won this past weekend. So. Yes, they did. Again, but. That, that actually was the end of my trip, was like the last 30 minutes of that race. And so my 10-year-old was in the back of the truck being like, oh, my gosh, Helio. Oh, my gosh. I, was like, Just, I guess I'm not watching that later. <laughs> like, uh, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, you're not sitting down to watch. But the, the, watch two nine, the two Porsches, like, on the last lap, banging doors as they're going across the bus stop chicane was fantastic. I think it's great. <laughs> yep. oh. Well, sweet. KJ, anything you want to plug? Um. Trucktrend.com, motortrend.com, simple math, man. <laughs> Check us out, dial us up, and then see what's happening, the latest in truck and, and off-road. Let me not forget my brethren on the four-wheeler side, fourwheeler.com. So let's exactly. go. Fourwheeler.com, trucktrend.com, motortrend.com. Put them in any order you want to put them in, but make sure you dial them up and see what we got going on. And on Instagram, you find me at, at BigCage, B-I-G-G-K-A-J-E. I had to scroll like crazy to get back to the top of that so I can share your profile one last time. <laughs> I was all the way, I was deep looking for that Freightliner. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing some cool shit. I'll, uh, I'll throw it out there. I, I, I'm one of the daily visitors on those sites. So, Right on. Appreciate Keep it up, man. man. Keep These it up. Christmas shoots are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot as blazes out there and they had us in that Christmas stuff, man. It's really? Like- worst dude. <laughs> dude it hasn't been hot here in a long actually i shouldn't say that it was 59 degrees yesterday now it's gonna be sub tomorrow like it's yeah i shouldn't say it hasn't been hot here it was warm 59 is warm when you're used to 15 yeah yeah <laughs> sweet so i'm gonna wrap it up real fast uh you can rate review the show on itunes or apple podcasts you can like and subscribe on youtube uh KJ did his Instagram. You can follow Hooniverse, the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. You can read what read what we write weed. on Hooniverse. I can't do any weed. I'm in Kansas. That's not legal. Uh, <laughs> you can read what we write on Hooniverse, UTV driver, ATV rider, everyday driver, and coming soon to U.S. News and World Report. Ooh, Some, somebody got a new writing gig. Bravo. Good job. <laughs> nice, man. I have nice. two assignments, so that's real. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, do your by the time this is out, at least one of them's up. So yes. Uh, you can follow Ross at <laughs> No Not Like the One from Friends, and I'm at Overlanding Dad. And we did it. That's our show. Thank you, KJ. That's it. Thank you guys, Chris and Ross, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was nice to meet you. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. No doubt. Yeah.